Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreaux. And I am Condra Boudreaux. And we're the Amateur Nerds. All right, we're here to talk about Minute 24 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Minute 24 starts with Christofferson demanding that the number of score downs be divided by nine, and it ends just outside of Bean's secret cider cellar. You know what they say, a little alliteration goes a long way. Oh, there's a lot of alliteration in this minute. <laughs> okay, so let's start from the very beginning. And make our oh, way I to the end. I made that joke last time. Yes. <laughs> so we have Christofferson playing for Stray. We find out in this minute that he's on the other team. Um, well, did we figure out which team is scoring? Yeah. Is the whack is the whack batter on the scoring team? Yes, because he's the one that would have the points that need to be divided by nine. Or or is he just saying that to be polite? No, I think it's because he scored the points. Because the score downs are done by the twig runners who we presume are on the same team as as the the player at Wackbat. You know, this is not going to be worth trying to figure out. I think he he is on the stray team. He asks the scorekeeper to divide that by nine, please. And we cut back to the shot of Coach Skip, Ash, and then the scoreboard with the scorekeeper rabbit in the background. And this and Coach Skip. Yeah, the scorekeeper is, is changing the stray. Yes. And then we have Coach Skip, who is very impressed with Christofferson's whackbat skills. Rightfully so. For his first time playing, he knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Coach Skip can't believe that that's his first time playing. He must be related to the fantastic Mr. Fox. Although they are not. No. Not because by blood. This is where we learn that Christofferson is related to Felicity and not fantastic. Well, I think we kind of knew that earlier on from the comment about the uncle. I think she said brother somewhere in there, too. So I don't know. We'll have to go back and check the records. Or not. Tweet at us if you, if you want to correct us. What I was going to say is I just called Mr. Fox fantastic to be his first name and i think we should do that from now on is just use fantastic as mr fox's first name can we call him fanny no <laughs> i like fanny though no condra this is a family show that's not exclusive i don't know this is this is in england so well mr fox is not related to christopherson by blood by blood But there is some goings-ons occurring in this minute as well. After the exchange between Coach Skip and Ash, Ash looks over and makes this comment of, what does this mean? Or what does that stand for? Yes, and then we pan over to Agnes, who is holding a sign that says K! Which is the cutest little thing. Also, before I forget, there's a plane flying in the background that says Bogus Bunts and Beans international supermarket spoilers holy cow how do they do that plane yeah with claymation that's what i want to know it's so beautiful it's so simple and it's so fluid it just it works so well yeah even how they do like a skyline in claymation i don't know i'm is it like a green screen i don't know i think it depends on this i think it depends on the shot Because I imagine the tree, like the opening shot with the tree, that was all one set kind of thing. But where this is so layered and there's so much going on in the background, 
it could be just as much. It could be a green a screen or, or painting or painting. yeah. So yeah, Ash is interrogating Agnes about what her sign with a K on it means, and she says it's for Pip or Pep. 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 And Ash is like, but it has a K. And so clearly Agnes is not as good of a liar as Fantastic. So we'll get to back to Fantastic's lying later, though. Yeah. No, it just, she's kind of embarrassed, but also like, no, I'm going to just own up to this in kind of a very swift interaction. Well, I just, I think she just doesn't really like Ash. Well, yeah. Because Ash is being mean to her. Yeah. And the theory we came up with earlier about them being destined to be together mm-hmm. by the they being the only two foxes. So the whole thing where like all of a sudden if Agnes is interested romantically in someone else, then she like doesn't want to tell Ash because that might like throw off the entire universe for him. Mm-hmm. Additionally, you kind of get to not that you ever really get to know Agnes in this minute, but this kind of shows her. there's some independence she's very she's not the typical like girlfriend character in a children's movie like the background girlfriend character where it's just like yes she is just there because she is going steady with Christofferson but she doesn't shy away from it she's owning up to it she's an equal player in the relationship I don't don't know I don't know I, I don't know if that's there textually Agnes is kind of a weak character but she's still there, which is nice. Sure. I do want to know how they came to be going steady, though. Christopherson and Agnes. Did he, like, ask her? I mean, they had some cute flirty time in class, and maybe... Did he, like, ask her at lunch? Like, does this is this, like... Is this, like, an elementary school relationship or, like, a middle school relationship? Like, like what's going on here? I mean, they're in, what, six and three quarters? And three quarters grade. So middle school early middle school or yeah early middle school where they still like don't really know like what's going on yeah so i mean i don't think it's anything serious but at the same time they're 12 fox years how old do they live i know mr fox says something about how old his dad have we had that yet yeah that was a while ago yeah i'm like trying to remember it so i think not to discredit them to some extent, like, while we are imagining them as kids, if they were foxes, they're almost mature for breeding. Ah, uh, yes. We need to get this, we need to get a fox biologist on ASAP. I know. If you're a fox biologist listening to this podcast, contact us. Tweet us, at Amateur Nerds on Twitter. We'd love your help. But, in the background, beyond the plane, you also have this really funny cooler that's a little difficult to read at first, but then you realize it says Energy Quench, which is the yes. most generic Gatorade name ever. And I love yeah. it. Coach Skip runs over, like pulls a couple drinks out of there and says some coach cliches like, keep at it or something like that. Yeah. You're doing good. Which further solidifies the point we were talking about probably two episodes ago now. Why is Owen Wilson billed so high? <laughs> Because this is essentially the end of his role. Because Owen Wilson is a little bit of a star. He's a, he's a big-ish name. You can put him on a poster. It's it's the uh, the Wes Anderson thing, I think, is quantity, not quality. If Wes Anderson can get, like, 50 names on his poster, he'd rather that than just George Clooney and Meryl Streep. Okay. Even though the DVD I 
I have, the case says, George Clooney, Meryl Streep. Yeah. But, like, for his Isle of Dogs poster, it's every single name in the movie is probably on the poster. Mm-hmm. So do we want to move on from Whackbat? I had one more thing about Whackbat. What is the pace of gameplay? Because presumably they just kind of, like, run around for five seconds and then play stops. Mm-hmm. But when Ash comes out in the earlier minute, he's like jogging in place and like, let me finish this eighth as, as in like they're constantly moving. But if it's like baseball or cricket, there's not constant movement. It's short bursts of movement. Yeah, I think so. Maybe he was remember how I pointed out that rabbit that was spinning in circles in the in, in the background and there was another one jogging in place. They were either twig runners or grabbers. It's It was kind of unclear which. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like that where they have to keep moving to stay. Like when you're in the outfield, like when you're playing like left field or center field or right field in baseball, softball, you're supposed to be constantly moving. You basically like square dance or line dance while you're in the outfield. So you're always ready for that hit kind of thing. Yeah, you're supposed to like walk in a couple steps during the pitch yeah so i mean it could be like that that he's staying jogging to keep his heart rate up so like his next run isn't as stressful but and that would be why coach skip says look alive while he's saying his coach cliches yeah so okay we can move on all right we Um, cut back to the dining room of the foxes after agnes says we're going steady we kind of have a comedic jump cut to Kylie, Ash, and Christopherson all eating around a dinner table. And we have a big trophy next to Ash. Kylie asks, what's that? And Ash says, oh, it's just a trophy I won for being an athlete. So clearly, Ash is feeling some jealousy and angst about this whole athletics thing. His self-confidence is really suffering in this situation. Yeah, you need some validation. Yeah, but what are they eating? It's super... I was trying to figure that out. Presumably some, like, either, like, some chickens or uh, whatever they... Geese. Geese. And then, like, some potatoes, maybe? Maybe. Looks like. But do they eat? Do the foxes aren't omnivores, are they? I don't think so. I can... This seems easily Googleable. I'm like, I feel like I should know this. But it seems like they should only eat meat because they're more canine. Foxes are omnivores. Okay. So, I mean, I guess they could be eating potatoes but i feel like they're like fruit and oh no wait they're like fruit and berry kind of omnivore not like vegetables they're not gonna eat some root vegetables yeah but it does look like they're eating a chicken or like kylie like looks like he's holding a drumstick or something yeah yeah like that and then we've got some music in the background in this scene so we've got gray goose by burl ives this was on the same album as fubu wuba john which is Burl Ives sings Little White Duck in Other Children's Favorites. It actually was the song after Fubu Wuba John, which is kind of funny because placement in the movie, that's the same, and then placement on the soundtrack, while they're not directly after one another, it does come after. This is a weird song, again. Um, it's another folk song, which is kind of funny and weird. It is sent, like, if you when you listen to the lyrics, it is about an individual um, it depends on the version. The version we hear in this movie says his dad went a-hunting, or his or her dad went a-hunting. In some version, it is a pastor. 
that goes hunting on a Sunday. So both in both instances, they're going hunting on a Sunday and they are unable to kill the goose. While they capture it, they can't actually kill it. Um, and they try several methods, including shooting it, cutting it at a sawmill, feeding it to hogs, um, and none of these work. And there's some fun speculation that they can't kill the goose because they are breaking the Sabbath, which, you know, was a thing, is a thing for some people still. But just that that sentiment in a, in a folk song um, being being impactful in some ways. And then there's this really fun quote that the the goose itself, so it was included in a novel called Dissident's Gardens by Jonathan Lethem, and that the goose was a symbol of um, the destiny of the working class. Take that for what you will. Um, maybe it's like their spirit can't be broken and they're going to keep working. Or they're just going to keep getting beaten and attacked and until until they they fly off into the sun. <laughs> um, so it's it's a f- is that what happens at the end? <laughs> yeah, so he, of the song? yeah, he like kind of flies off and like he he's flying over the ocean. The last time they see him, he's flying over the ocean, which you don't get to in the movie, but um, or at least in this minute, but you do in the soundtrack. Um, you get to hear the whole song, and it's it's a long-ish song it's it's longer than you'd expect for being a folk song but um it it is fairly repetitive in some regards and it's it's kind of fun and jaunty um i don't always listen to it i think i listen to it less often than i do fubu bajan but it's it's a it's an interesting piece some folk songs can be very long because they just have a million verses Mm -hmm. if they're especially if they're like working songs or something they'll just have a million verses and then they'll just keep going on and on and on what i like about this song is that it's just another like crazy wacky critter themed folk song Mm -hmm. which i think works and especially the whole theme of like you're doomed to fail like killing chickens killing foul birds is not an endeavor that is going to pay off is a theme of both this song and the setup of this movie not the conclusion obviously Mm mm-hmm no, it is it it's very appropriate for the movie in tone, in subject, in the setting kind of. It fits in with They clearly love this Burr Alive sound. Yeah, I mean clearly Ash has a thing for Burr Alives. Maybe that's they maybe they just play kid friendly music around the house still, even though it's like even though they're like eleven and twelve fox years old. Yeah, I mean I would say eleven twelve is right around the age you start like at least in my, like, memory, like, transitioning, like, that was probably when I first really, like, I want to say that was my first time I listened to Pink Floyd and, like, or, like, knew I was listening to Pink Floyd, like, definitely in the house before, like, I have memories of, like, our father playing Pink Floyd, but, like, really being like, yeah, this is something I like and enjoy. Even, like, Aerosmith, I think, I think it's just a time of recognition of I can have my own style of, like, interest in music. Yeah, but you listen to things other than kids' music, basically from the time you know like what music is. Like I would say around six or seven, you probably stop listening to like kids' music. You can start listening to like pop music and like regular music yeah. on the radio. Yeah, I just I think that eleven twelve is really kind of that breaking point of 
when they stop really listening. Unless, I mean, like, I still listen to Disney music all the time, but I use it as, like, background noise for when I'm, like, writing papers and stuff. Oh, so what you're saying is, in the in the same way that you listen to Disney music all the time, the, what Ash is doing is he's playing this children's music in the background, and everyone else is annoyed at him for doing it, but he does it all the time so that they're sick of yelling at him about it. Wow. I feel like I've been attacked. I don't deserve this. No, no, no. Now that you say it, it makes perfect sense. Ash is the, just the type that likes to listen to the music that he listened to when he was a kid. And now that's just kind of what he does. And everyone's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it could be he's having a stressful day. Like, I know, like, when I have a really bad day, there's sometimes I'm like, all right, I just need to listen to The Little Mermaid and, like, calm down. Maybe Ash is just, like, after having, like, the news of, like, Christofferson being a better athlete than him. Finding out about Agnes, like, and Christofferson going steady. Like, that's a lot for a little 12-year-old fox. And, like, everything he thought that was going well, right isn't going right anymore. And he's like, my dad doesn't even love me anymore. Like, I need something to ground me. So maybe the music well, is just the a grounding. Thing about, well, yes, but that's a very emotionally supportive way to deal with his emotions, which he's clearly not doing. He's clearly not dealing with his emotions in a healthy way because he's doing the trophy and being snippy thing. So I would agree with you about the music, except for the fact that he has the trophy and is being snippy. All right. I mean, I think he, I want to give him a little more credit right now than maybe he deserves, but I, I definitely, I think he's learning. I, I think this is a big learning moment for him. And I like Christopherson's face because he's just kind of like, this kid's like being such a weirdo, and he's also kind of annoyed. It's a very much. And then we. It's a very much a "Are you kidding me?" kind of face. Yeah, and then we pan over to uh, Felicity and Fantastic who, sitting around their table. Who are not at the same table, which means Kylie has been relegated to the children's table, which is hilarious. Maybe I don't know. Maybe There's... Felicity and Fantastic were having adult time in front of a guest and their nephew and their son that maybe they were having their own little discussion and kylie was just like yeah maybe maybe it was kylie's decision to sit with the kids okay i just and so fox is kind of getting up drinking his last glass of wine last sip of wine telling felicity that they're going to a like a book event that he's covering for the newspaper kylie comes over and i don't know if you saw this but he sneakily hands him a bandit hat that was actually the first time i ever noticed Yeah. Which I was like, how have I never seen that before? That's such a cool little shot and like such a detail that like would be super easy if it wasn't claymation. You see how much detail and planning is going into every single shot. There's candles in these scenes. But they're fake candles. And they're obviously fake candles. They're They're like the kind of like the single panels that kind of blow back and forth. Like, are they fake candles yeah. in universe? What? In I think in universe too. Just the way they like. Were there fake candles in the sixties? I don't know. That's I, not I think my they're just theory. real candles. It's just like not great image of them. Like it was since it was kind of like in the, in the background, even though it's I don't think hidden so. in the foreground. I don't think so because they, they wouldn't they have fake candles, candles because there's like they use real candles in the um the badger dinner. So I don't think so. And I'm pretty sure there's just, like, wax. I'm pretty sure it's very waxy. 
on the candles. You can get, so, I mean, you can get candles that look waxy and like have that appearance though. Yeah, no, these are real candles. They, there's like max welting off the, wax melting off the top. There's also max welting on them. Okay. I don't know who that is, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, no, it's a guy named Max who is welting. That sounds painful. Who's hitting him? Yeah. So, okay. all right, so we have fake can or we have fake or real unclear candles. They're real candles. Um, we have sneaky bandit hats. You're wrong again. We have a very mistrusting Felicity. I again, I think she's just asking. Fox is ask, is acting a little suspicious, but she has she has to ask because that's what you do. She's not accusing him of anything yet. That's that's more for when she gets for when he gets back. I think she's still a little suspicious. I think there's some sneaking suspicion under lying under everything. Yeah, now. S- sneaking suspicion, but again, not not nothing that she should be like freaking out about. She still needs to have it confirmed. Yeah, but his little detail about like I'll get a signed copy for you is super dumb. Like yeah. Dude, you're not gonna you're not going to a book thing. Don't offer to get a signed book because you're not gonna do that, and then she's gonna know you're lying. Yeah, she does ask what book it is, and he just kind of says some memoir. Like he wouldn't know what the book he was going to cover was. Yeah. Also, like this is or he didn't want to go into frivolous details with her. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the bowling scene from um or the not bowling but pretend bowling from um The Incredibles. And how, like, Helen knows he's lying. Like, Mr. Incredible, Bob Parr is lying. But, like... Is this rubble? (laughs) Exactly. And, like, Frozone just really wants to go bowling. What if Kylie just really wants to go bowling? We actually did what our wives think we're doing. Uh, Now I want to watch The Incredibles. Did you see the new Incredibles trailer? I did. Um, I'm very disappointed they spoiled the Frozone moment. In the trailer, because I was like, that was the one thing I knew I was going to be looking forward to, and I've already seen it, so... You gotta put it in the trailer, because there are people that aren't necessarily excited for this movie, and they really want that internet hype, and that sting has been the the thing online that people have been excited for. And I'm sure there's going to be more than just the one joke. Okay. The other Maybe thing... we'll even see Honey. The other... Yeah, no, I'm like, if they... If we see Honey, and... She's wearing a super suit. I will explode. I will be so excited. Yeah, we don't know if Honey's super. She's gotta, like, if not, that's a rough non-super life. Like, that's like Seamus in Harry Potter, like, dad's a muggle, mom's a witch. Like, nasty shock. Like, that's that's big. Bit of a nasty shock for him when he found out. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it's one of those things, like... I presume she's super. I want her to be super. Yeah, let's say that. So I want, yeah. So I want a cross cut between the scene, the if what I think happening is happening better not be scene put into put into the Incredibles or vice versa. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, that would be such. Oh, and be then, such a good thing, and like that'd be super appropriate for Helen to say too. Yeah, and then the other thing I want is uh, after Mr. Fox says dinner was pitch perfect. I just want to jump cut to, like, a scene from the Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want that, though. Just just as, like, a, like a meme. Just, like... Okay. It, not, like... Not IRL, but memeing. 
No. Okay. I could handle it. Just like, uh, just like a quick joke. Just like, oh, yeah, he said pitch perfect. Yeah. Like what CinemaSins does at the end of their videos where they'll just like have a line from the movie that reminds them of another movie. Yeah. So they just kind of do that. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That's what I'm okay, talking yeah. about. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, I definitely, that was a weird phrase. I thought like pitch perfect for food. I was like, I thought he was going to say superb, but he says superb early. Yeah. No, I was like, oh, this is where he says superb. And I was like, no, he already said that. Good job. Contra. <laughs> but no, it is very reminiscent of that earlier bit. Yeah. And then after they leave the house that we cut to new- being secret cider seller, master plan phase three Yep. on a little title card and we just see some logs and fox and kylie running around we don't yeah. get any dialogue or anything yet yep. so we're we're at a new scene new chapter it's exciting yeah there was yeah. a lot that it's happened nice in when this you have... minute too like this is a yeah minute. yeah we have the trophy thing and then the fox and felicity suspicious interaction and agnes and then the agnes and ash jealousy it's a lot of and lot. coach skip yeah and the plane so much stuff. So much stuff. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Minute, minute 24, Fantastic Minute. We hope you join us next time for Minute 25, when we'll see how this master plan phase three turns out. You've been listening to Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute. I've been Tyler Boudreau. I've been Condra. We hope you follow us on Twitter at Amateur Nerds. We hope you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or whenever, wherever you find podcasts. And we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.